0: I don't know if I couldn't wait for Wednesday or if <laughs> things were just on my mind. So, this last week, and we were talking about um, couples who are in act two of their marriage and how you get things started, you fall in love, you go through courtship, you start your family, and everything's exciting and building, and it, it sets the stage for everything else that's going to come. And then, act two is where you live. There's the joyous experiences. There's conflict. There's all of the things that are happening in Act Two, and I, I think we set <laughs> we set a timeline that's like five to fifteen years, and obviously that's that's uh, the, the front end of Act Two. I think that could even be extended out twenty, thirty, forty years, because Act Two is when you live, you live together, and and it's it's the building, it's the it's the conflict, and it's all the great stuff and all the hard stuff of being married. I remember when we got into it, there was definitely a transition period where Lindsay and I looked at each other and I remember her making a comment how the first couple of years felt like we were playing house and then suddenly we weren't playing anymore. <laughs> we were really in it. Um I I I tell my second son, you know, my my first boy uh made me a dad but our second son made us a family. And and how things really shifted. We kind of felt like we were playing house with that first boy, and we're figuring things out, and it's all exciting and new. But then when we had our second child, then it was settled, and we were a family, and it felt established somehow. It's such a strange phenomenon. Anyhow, One of the things that I wanted to introduce as we were talking about the second phase of marriage was uh, some of the things that take place when you're trying to adjust to one another. Um, And sometimes we can get stuck in what I call the being polite phase. So I had this experience and you've probably had a similar experience where I was sitting at a stop, uh, a four-way stop, and there was a gentleman at the corner and he was ready to cross the street. So I sat and uh, I waited for the gentleman to walk. Now, he had taken a step into the crosswalk and he was now in the street. Um, but he looked at me and waved me through. Now, I know better. He's in the crosswalk. I can't go anywhere. So I waited and, and encouraged the gentleman, you know, uh, with a smile and a wave and let him know, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'll wait. Well the man got a little more insistent and started waving his arm with a little more uh, <laughs> a little more aggressiveness actually um, and I assured him that I was fine to wait and waved him on again now at this point, the two of us are being very polite i 'm waiting for this gentleman to cross the, the crosswalk as I'm feeling that I'm supposed to. That's my responsibility as the person behind the wheel to wait for the pedestrian. And the gentleman in the crosswalk is wanting to allow me to drive ahead because he doesn't want to wait, uh, have me wait for him. Um, there's a big fat B word that people that I visit with often say, the burden, you don't want to be a burden. So he doesn't want to be a burden on me, and so he's waving me through. Now, while we're sitting here waving each other and no one moving anywhere, a car pulls up behind me. So now it's not just my car, but there's a car behind me as well. And the gentleman's looking at me and the car behind me, and now he's getting angry. Now, he really wants me to go through, because it's not just me that's waiting, but it's the other car. And now his feeling of being a burden is increasing and you can see it just weighing on him. He's getting angry. Now it's not just a matter of politely letting me through. Now I'm being obstinate and not, uh, and not following his instructions. And I, and this is me forecasting, obviously, his, his, his thoughts. Now I'm sitting behind the wheel and I'm getting aggravated because this gentleman won't cross the street. And now I have someone behind me who's also waiting. Now there's also the social pressure I feel. I'm not going to cross that street with the gentleman in the crosswalk with someone watching me do it. Heavens no. So now we're both at a standstill. This man won't cross because he doesn't want to be a burden to me or the car behind me. And I'm not going to go because I'm not going to uh, drive while there's an individual in the in the crosswalk, especially with another driver watching me. So we've gone from being polite to now we're being really angry with one another and really at the root of it all, we're trying to do something for the other person. But because the other person won't do what we want them to do, we're both getting very angry. Why won't they take this from me? I'm offering it and you're not even considering it. Well, isn't that interesting? I'd like you to actually just consider where this applies to your life. Where do you feel like you have been polite or you've extended yourself in some way to your significant other, to the person that you're married to or your couple? Um, Who is that person that you are trying so hard to be polite with, to give something of yourself? and they are just not seeing it, just not receiving it for whatever reason, are you both being polite? Are you both looking at your offering as something important and not realizing <laughs> the wants, needs, and wishes, and desires of that other person in your coupleship? Where does this apply? Um, I, I've i used this analogy many, many times. Um, sometimes with uh, people who are... Um, just not saying what they really mean. They don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. And so they're reserving their, their hurt feelings or their, uh, their emotion and, and keeping them to themselves and not sharing them. And I've often had to pull out this little analogy to say, look, as long as the, neither one of you is willing to actually talk about your emotions, you're at a standstill and you are blaming the other person (laughs) for what you're doing to yourself. If you're withholding of your emotions and you're getting angry at the other person for not recognizing your sacrifice, all you're doing is being polite and not actually serving the other person. So, stop saving each other from your emotions because all you're doing is sitting there at that four-way stop, waving each other through, And no one's going anywhere. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again on the weekend podcast when it's Saturday night again. Date night podcast. We post them on Saturday night after Lindsay and I have had our date. And uh, you can hear it Saturday night or anytime right here where you listen to your podcasts. And again, reach out to us. Let us know how you are experiencing the things that we're talking about. Let us know. What is helpful or what's not so helpful? What would you like to hear from us? And, uh, you know, reach out to us. We can always do coaching with you. We'd love to do a 20-minute discovery session with you for free. And then after that, we can talk to you about what kinds of packages we can provide for you and your loved one as you are working through Act 2 of your marriage. Take care.